This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voices, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Nelson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist, and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's up, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voice- Voiceless. I am your host, Chris. Uh, today's special guest comes out of uh, the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, and has worked with artists such as Sam Tinnis, uh, Unsecret, Manifest, and others as well. She's a rising star in the industry and is also a mental health advocate. Please welcome Grayley. Grayley, how are you? I'm so good. I feel so honored to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for uh, for coming on. I was, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was a little, little intimidated at first because I was just like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to get a reply back. I don't know if it's going to be, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Um, I'm just really excited to have you on here. Uh, can't wait to talk about what I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, I'm so stoked about it. I can't wait. Um, so I did a little research and found okay. a little bit. And I'm actually really curious about this because it's pretty incredible. Did you write your first, write and record your first song at three years old? This is true. <laughs> so embarrassing that you found that, but that is the case. Yeah, I was actually just listening through some old recordings the other day. Yeah, I so my dad uh, has been a producer for as long as I can remember forever, um, which means that I pretty much grew up in the studio. So that's like sort of the the opposite of what most artists experiences are. Usually you're like doing the live thing first and then doing the recording. And I, yeah, my first song ever written was like recorded and we've got it and it is embarrassing, but it exists. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty incredible, uh, oh my God, when I read it, I was just like, I hope this isn't made up because if I ask about it and she says no, I'm like, <laughs> but wow, three years old. That's incredible. So oh, thanks. with your dad being a producer, what inspired you to get into the uh, music career? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is a lot of it. It's just sort of growing up around it and seeing that like, um, honestly, for me, it never felt like a dream that was out of reach which like is really wild and I feel like very lucky to have an example of um it working and my parents have always been really super uh supportive and have believed in me and um yeah I mean but beyond that I think there was sort of a shift in like my middle school moving on to high school years when just like life sort of got a little realer and it became less like, oh, I write songs about what I think people would want to listen to and more like writing songs out of necessity for getting things off of my chest. And it just sort of became like my first language, my go-to, like this is how I think through sort of how I'm feeling and how I'm doing and sort of feels like my first solution (laughs) when I'm going through anything at all. So essentially, it's like your own personal therapy in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, alongside 
my therapist is wonderful. I'm like definitely a big advocate, like go to therapy if that's your deal and you want to. Um, yeah, my therapist is a superwoman. <laughs> but but alongside that, I definitely have my own like moments that feel very much therapeutic, just sitting at the piano or guitar or or nothing at all. That's that's you know, it's really cool to see uh people put their passions into you know into their career because I feel like most people nowadays you know it's just a job you know what I mean it's just there to give you a paycheck it's there to get you to the next week or whatever and then you have people who are passionate about their jobs like yourself who put their heart and soul into their lyrics and just you know what did I go through this week and you know Mm -hmm. uh, maybe your maybe your therapy session isn't until like three weeks from now or something and music's there for that extra outlet for you so that's super cool to to hear that as well yeah no definitely I I feel lucky to be able to express myself in that way and it just sort of works out that I you know can have it as my career too I feel super lucky absolutely um so just to kind of follow up on that question was there any specific artist that you grew up on to further inspire you to I guess chase this dream in a sense that's a good question. I was I was sort of trying to think through that. I think I'll say I grew up um in the Christian church and like worship, like praise and worship was like probably my first like live music experience. And um yeah, I had a lot of experiences I think realizing I don't know, just the way you feel, the way that you can I don't know. It's feels like really evident when you're watching someone who really believes what they're singing about. And I think over time that shifted from like the praise and worship scene into like really enjoying when people spoke their truth in other ways, talking about, you know, mental health and how they were really feeling, whether that was uh positive or really tough stuff or anywhere in between. Like, I think, I think I've always had a, I don't know. There's an itch that's always been scratched by people who like really desire to tell the truth. So I think, yeah, from the beginning of time, it's been who, whoever is willing to do that. Right. Uh, you know, my, my favorite thing about, uh, I would probably say now that I'm older, I can understand a lot of the lyrics from, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, like Metallica singing about the stuff that they sang or mm-hmm. Esther Bennington, like the, you know, the song that we'll talk about here in a little while. Um, you know, and seeing those guys and girls live and just seeing how much they feel in all of those lyrics and just seeing them pour their heart and soul out into a concert in front of thousands of people. I mean, it's just kind of like, I guess, essentially, you feel bulletproof when you see those lyrics on a piece of paper and you start seeing people that it impacts. Like, for me, um, when I first reached out to you, you know, Chester Bennington is my absolute favorite human being i genuinely Mm. enjoyed uh his music and what he stood for and i i've you know to be 100 honest with you i've always been like kind of really critical on who touches their music because it's just like i don't want you to turn it into something it's not and then i heard uh your vocals on that song i was just like man if i can reach out to you and you know obviously we're having this conversation now it, it means so much to me to see the mental health message get put out there a lot more into music in today's in today's industry because it's definitely something I feel a lot more people can relate to versus 
uh, you know, just like a couple ads on social media saying, you know, go to therapy or do this for your mental health kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think I have always had a, a really deep passion for the writing of it all and like love, absolutely adore writing my own music and, you know, telling my story and the people that I love and whatever. And I think it's also like sort of a separate love to be able to recognize songs that have already been written, like, you know, Linkin Park, Numb and Landslide and these songs that I just sort of like know that there's no way you can beat the original, but sort of want to like pay homage to how great it was and I think can continue to be. But yeah, no, I for sure agree with you 100% that I love the way people, I think, have sort of started to open up in that way. I think it's huge, especially, you know, in this world that sort of tells us that talking about mental health is taboo or not important or, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of crap out there that isn't true. <laughs> like, we need to be talking about this stuff. So you spoke on uh, the songwriting part of, of of what you do. What what would yeah. you say is the most challenging part of of uh, songwriting? Man, I think I think what I'm learning is that there will be a million people who think that they have figured out the best way to do it, <laughs> like the things that you should say and the things that should matter to you or what people want to listen to. And there's just no possible way to make everyone happy. So what I've learned is just like the only way to win is sort of to say things that are important to me and um, yeah, be true to myself and what I believe in. And sometimes that looks like saying things that are kind of messy and like not, um, I don't know. It's interesting too, because I feel like I've always, uh, had this desire to like put out positivity into the world and into the universe. And, um, I think I used to think that that looked like singing happy songs about happy things. And I think that there's some truth in that. Like I love a good, happy, uplifting, you know, empowering song, but I think that there are positive experiences that come out of people feeling seen and heard through the tough stuff too. Like I've had some of my most, I felt the most moved. I think when I've listened to songs that made me feel like I wasn't alone, you know? So I think, I think that's sort of the interesting way to look at it now is like, whether the song feels happy or feels sad, I think it can feel positive if it's reaching somebody that it matters to. Yeah, and I definitely want to highlight that that part of what you were saying is, you know, we can't always be happy. You know, it's just, you know, it's unrealistic. And yeah. one of the most important things that I've learned recently is uh, in order to heal, you have to feel your feelings. You have to feel what you're going through at all times. Mm. And in in the industry that you're in i can only imagine the amount of you know like people that chirp in your ear and tell you what you should be doing and you should talk about this or you should sing about this and then uh, i'm sure there's that maybe internal struggle within yourself of 
I want to feel this way and I want my listeners to hear this part of me. I don't want to, I guess, essentially fabricate myself for other people's benefit, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's and, exactly it. And I, and I just feel that it's it's super important to have both sides of the coin when it comes to music, especially that that really raw, really dark music, because, you know, sometimes people look at it, it's like, oh, my God, why are you listening to this? This is so depressing. That's what I'm feeling right now. And sometimes you just can't articulate what you're going through. You know, mm. it, it makes me happy to hear somebody who's uh, I think you start. Did you start in 2020 uh, your music career or did it a little before that? Yeah, sort of. It's it's tough because it's feels like something I've been working towards my whole life. But I think, yeah, 2020 was the first single that I had released. Right. And I, I just feel like it's really cool to see somebody who's basically starting out in their professional uh, music career yeah. to see that they feel passionate about stay, staying true to their message and wanting to uh, let everybody know that you're not alone in what you're going through. So that's, that's mm. awesome to see. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels, I was honored when you asked me to be a part of this. I like felt like, okay, that's good. I'm like, feel like I'm in the right lane if you're, you know, obviously doing really important work here. And I feel really honored um, that you thought of me as somebody who could, could help you for a little part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I originally reached out, um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I was I was nervous, not even going to lie. Just, you know, mm. just the first thought in my head, oh, musician, I'm, I'm just a podcaster. I don't want to, uh, I've, had, I've had pretty nasty responses just to kind of throw that out there with certain people. And I was just like, you know, for somebody like yourself, because, you know, when I followed you on Instagram after that song came out and everything, I was like, you know, she seems like she's really down to earth and she seems like she tries to spread that message that I'm trying to spread. So when I reached out to you, I'm like, okay, let me put myself out there and see where I could go with this. Cause I feel you don't come off as somebody who pretends you you're hundred percent real. And I, I genuinely appreciate uh, you just being here on this podcast. Oh, thank you for saying that. I'm yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry that you've had some nasty responses I think I think whether there's two people listening or millions of people listening you know any opportunity that arises to like spread some realness and some truth and you know speak about really important things I hope yeah I hope that I will always take those opportunities I think you'd be crazy not to right um so I I try to ask all my my guests this and I actually really was looking forward to asking this question to you. What does mental health mean to you? Mm. I think, I think it's meant a lot of different things for me throughout the years. I think, I mean, I'll even just speak to like today, what it means to me because tomorrow I'll probably have a different answer. I think today it looks like giving myself lots of space to feel however it is that I feel. And that's sometimes, you know, one emotion, one minute and another one, the next. And 
most of the time it's a lot all at once. And I think that's something that feels important too, is to like recognize that it's possible to have a real like nuance of emotions that can coexist and are not mutually exclusive. Um, But I think, yeah, I think today it looks like giving myself patience and um, taking it easy because I think it feels like very easy, especially now in the age of social media, for sure. And just like comparison to feel like really messed up, like you're not doing it right. Um, so yeah, today mental health looks like taking a step back and, um, I don't know, I guess just telling myself that it makes sense to feel all of the things. Yeah. You know, um, when every time I ask uh, this to a guest, it's it's just always, you know, there's obviously there's no right or wrong answer, right? You know, sure. mental health looks like uh, different things for everybody. Um, patience is probably one of the best answers I think I've heard, just because I feel in a world where we're constantly go, 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 and mm. we're constantly trying to not purposely one up each other, but, you know, like you said, with social media, it's just always oh, well, you did this, but I did this. And look what I have here and look what I did there kind of thing. And taking that step back is unbelievably important because sometimes you just have to look outside yourself and like, is this the best thing for me? You know, Mm. am I on the path that I'm meant to be on? You know, like like you were saying earlier, uh, you kind of went left, you kind of went right, going from middle school to high school and it finally led you to where you are now and growing up you know mental health was a taboo subject you know we weren't supposed to express how we were feeling and you know being a guy myself especially you know man up and that kind of thing and now that I've been in therapy for almost three years now it's just kind of one of those things where you learn so much about yourself when you do take that step back and when you do find that patience within yourself. So um, for all the listeners, guys, you know, I I just, I really want to highlight patience in Grayley's response, because if you don't have patience with yourself, I I think it's, your journey is going to be harder than it needs to be. You know, uh, obviously there's, there's boundaries that go into that patience and there's, having grace with yourself and and realizing that you're a human being, you know, and that's one of the most important messages is none of us are perfect. We're never going to be perfect. Right. And yeah, patience, that that's a great answer. Thank you for that. Mm, And it's one of the most difficult things. And I think that's why it feels like heavy on my mind today is because I am terrible at it. I'm terrible at giving myself a break. Like I am by far the most judgmental person in my life to myself, which is like wild to think about. But I think that's true. Like, um, yeah, no, I I think that's huge. I, I definitely have to remind myself of that. So Um, just to kind of follow up with that question, do you incorporate any of your experiences into your music? I mean, probably more than I even should. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I've made, I have 
edged on the side of saying too much for the past couple of years, which I think, you know, sometimes gets me in trouble, but ultimately feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely it's sort of, like I said before, like it definitely didn't used to be that way. And I'm surprised how many writers I meet who are, you know, have been doing this 10 times longer than I have who like, don't necessarily feel the need to write about their, you know, lives and experiences. And that is totally fine and commendable. And for me, it's like not even a question. <laughs> like, I, right. I feel like it's, it's the reason why I've continued to feel so, you know, passionately about the whole thing is like, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't sitting down at the end of the day and writing about what had happened. Like, I, I feel like I did this, um, album last year, I think it came out last year. That's wild. Um, called diary entries. That was exactly how it sounds, which is just like a bunch of stream of consciousness, like all of the gross things I would judge about myself for even thinking it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's all the pain alongside the, you know, goodness and lightheartedness and just all of it. Yeah. I think it's my, my personal most favorite part about it is like pouring myself into it. So definite, definite yes for me. <laughs> I think, you know, my, my favorite thing about, um, you know, just music in general is, you know, sometimes that cliche saying, sometimes you need to hear the music. Sometimes you need to hear the lyrics. Yeah. And for the longest time, I never knew what that meant. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, what do you mean hear the lyrics? I hear the lyrics all the time. What do you mean? <laughs> and when I started digging into therapy and I started like actually listening to the music, um, you know, guys like Chester, guys like Chris Cornell, and, you know, the list goes on and on there. When you hear their experiences and you hear how raw and hear all that emotion in, in their music, it's, it's incredible how much of an impact that music can have on your soul, especially, right? And yeah, I feel, um, you know, anytime I hear a Linkin Park song, I instantly get goosebumps. And when I heard that, that Numb song drop, when I started listening to it and I saw that, uh, you know, um, was it you and Unsecret uh, on vocals? Was it you guys together on that? Or was it Sam? It was it was me in Manifest, who's a Manifest. rapper. Um, and when I heard you guys together, and it's just like listening throughout the entire song, I'm like, man, you guys knocked it out of the park because the the vocals on on that song were um, I can't even can't even put into words how happy I was just hearing anybody honor uh, Chester in that way. So. Hmm. amazing job on that song no oh, that's really cool to hear thanks for saying that and uh you know it's always one of those things uh where you know like I said I, I try not to be too critical on music because sometimes it takes away from the emotion of the song hmm. but like when you can finally um hear that emotion in in those lyrics even when it's not your own song you know what I mean uh, yeah just phenomenal Thank you so um, much. I felt yeah, really honored to do it. Um, so 
what is what does the process of writing look like for you when you're creating new music like how does that look because i know some people you go to a certain place and you just think about what you're writing or do you just like have like a i guess like essentially a happy place that you go to and write that's such a good and tough question because it truly is like wildly different every time i think i think this uh so the diary entries one, which I did this past year, had like a pretty common theme of like, I would uh, be walking away out of a situation that just made me feel terrible or a conversation with somebody who made me feel terrible <laughs> or like, I don't know, just just in the in the depths of my like all of it, uh, all the angsty like sadness. And I would just sort of melt into the piano like would say no words to anyone in my house and just like book it to the studio and sort of pour my heart out until I felt better. And I did not think I would release it. Honestly, at first I thought there was no way. And I think as I've written more and more, I've realized that that is usually how I know that there's something worth saying is if it feels like a little bit terrifying to say it. Um, and then now, I mean, now it looks a little different. I, that album I did 100% on my own. So I, I mean, not including, I had wonderful people who helped uh, produce and, you know, mix and master it. Uh, but in terms of the writing, it was just like me alone the whole time. And uh, that was really cool. I feel like I needed that to like know that I could, but now I've been loving the collaboration and sort of letting other people in it's like a really crazy fast way to get to know someone <laughs> it's right. to get in the room together and just be like okay like we're doing this I guess we're gonna bear our souls together and figure out what kind of thing we're gonna make um but I've been working on a lot of like punk rock kind of stuff which is really fun because it can be like the lighthearted, super fun, empowering stuff, as well as like the darker, harder stuff. It like all sort of lives under that umbrella. But a lot of the times um, we're going into those rooms having no idea what we're gonna find, but sort of, I mean, a lot of the times it's through conversations that we have if we find one thing oh that you struggle with that too like you this has happened to you too like some sort of common ground that feels um like important to both right. parties or you know whoever's happens to be in the room that day but it definitely feels I wish I could tell you the the magic sauce that <laughs> writers use I got no idea I haven't figured it out yet <laughs> it's totally different every time and how cool it must be to have all those different minds working on one project. It's just, mm. you know, like you were saying uh, before, um, just like, oh, you go through that too, or you're struggling with that too. And then you just kind of, kind of clash and put everything together. I just, I've always found the music process to be so cool because sometimes when you hear songs that have like three or four artists and you have those bigger ones that have like seven or eight artists, it's like, yeah Man, that must be so cool to be in that room to just like uh find like-minded people um just to work on one project for sure and it feels like uh like increasingly 
cool to me to be able to experience writing for other people. Like I love to sing. I always have, and I always will, but there is something really, really cool about serving as a safe space for somebody to like come in and, you know, totally judgment-free. Like it doesn't have to be anything, but hopefully my hope is always that somebody walks out of the room feeling like they were listened to and heard and you know hopefully we wrote a song that day that they love and feels important to them but it's it's definitely like my most favorite I am the most joyful by far when I'm in that like it's like a certain like spot I feel like I get into where you're like in this it, it's like in the zone you know it's like when you've ever just felt like you were doing the right thing <laughs> and like doing a good job. You're like, Oh yeah, I like feel like I'm kind of good at this. And like, it feels right. Um, yeah, it's, it's my most favorite thing in the world for sure. I, you know, uh, just to kind of share a little bit about myself. Um, so my most recent, um, therapy session that I had, uh, was kind of talking about this kind of talking about networking and reaching out to people and discovering yeah. things. And, uh, I was telling my therapist, I'm like, you know, it's incredible to see the different styles that every therapist has. Um, have you ever heard of an artist uh, named uh, Citizen Soldier? Maybe, definitely sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. So apparently he's a therapist who does music. And I've been listening to him for years and I never knew that. Wow. Uh, he put out an album called um I think your story isn't over I believe mm -hmm. it was called and when I looked up his bio on his uh I guess he has it on his TikTok um it says that he's a therapist who does music I'm like that is so cool because there's so many different ways of therapy that I would have never even thought of mm. and you know obviously uh being that you go to therapy as well, I'm sure you know how busy they are and how many clients they may or may not have. I couldn't imagine how busy he is because I'm doing music and therapy at the same uh, and therapy with uh, clients as well. Um, I just, it's always incredible to see in whatever industry, I, I love seeing people collaborate and just putting their minds together and working together to create something awesome. Wow. That feels like that's got to be the best human <laughs> like to be <laughs> a therapist and a musician. And oh my God, the lyrics in those songs have to be unreal. Like I got to go check that out. That's, that's good to know. Thanks for the yeah. recommendation. Absolutely. Um, he has a song coming out on the 15th called uh, going through hell. Basically the premise of the song is that he was admitted into the hospital uh, 2016 and then 2022, he's a practicing therapist. So wow. I'm really excited to hear that song. Uh, what a journey that must have been. Seriously, that is, that's, yeah, that's amazing that he was able to go through that and, you know, still wants to like spread the word. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, so here's another question I had written down that I kind of try to ask all my um, guests as well that I wanted to ask. Um, what is one issue in the mental health community uh, you would love to see more attention towards? Mm. I feel like this must be 
a common one. So forgive me, but um, definitely suicide prevention feels like from as long as I knew that that existed, I felt like very passionately about um, being a part of that change. And just the fact, I mean, you hear just a lot of really scared, ignorant people saying that the right way to deal with it is just to not talk about it and to act like it doesn't exist. Um, when really, I think you're silencing a, a larger percentage than probably most people know of people who are really struggling. I think it's like the 12th leading cause of death in America right now. Like it's, it's unreal and it's still existing and it's, yeah, I just think talking about it and educating ourselves and, um, learning how to not only what you should do if you're somebody who's struggling, but how to be a good human to the people in your life who are as well. Like that's been a huge thing for me these past couple of years is sort of navigating what it looks like to be a a good friend and a good person to people who are struggling. So yeah, that's a huge one for sure. I could not agree with you more. Um, so only because I've shared this story uh, several times uh, that I feel comfortable talking about it and you being in the industry that you're in, I definitely feel this is important to, to bring up as well. So I've attempted twice. Um, thankfully have never succeeded. Um, and the second time that it happened, my brother who passed away two years ago now um, reached out to me and, you know, he let me know that he was there for me. And, you know, he saw a status that I had put on Facebook and deleted immediately because I didn't want that kind of attention. Right. Um, the first time that I went through it, I felt so alone. You know, I felt like nobody gave it no, nobody gave a shit part of my language about me um and music 100 saved me and mm. uh you know i always had headphones on me i always had my cd player in my pocket at school and lincoln parks music reached into my soul and he helped me get through some of the darkest times and you know hearing hearing a musician such as yourself talk about suicide prevention and, and how important it is to talk about means a lot to people like myself that there are people that care that there are people trying to spread that message and trying to be that island for other people that aren't sure how to navigate through the waters so from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for uh helping to spread that message because me personally I feel that more often people than not just use it as a hashtag, just use it as a, uh, you know, I don't want to say for attention because that's not the right word, but just kind of like it has its specific month of suicide prevention month. And mm -hmm. then everybody forgets about it after that. And for me, it's every day of, uh, of every single month that I try to push that message. So genuinely, genuinely, thank you so much. Mm, well, Thank you so much for, I mean, first of all, for sharing that and being so open and vulnerable and willing to speak about things that a lot of people don't speak about ever. Um, and beyond that, I, I hope that you have a lot of people in your life 
expressing to you how important the work you're doing is. But if not, like it really is, it's, it's huge. Like every little second, every, every word, every, yeah, I think any, any way that we're able to talk about it and bring light to it is, um, a, like it's a really, really big deal. So thank you so much for, for doing this and, you know, allowing me to have a space to have this kind of a conversation. It's a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. Um, for there, there's another song, um, you've heard of logic before, right? Of course. Um, he has a song on there. Uh, it was the suicide hotline number. Yeah. Have you, have you heard that song before? Oh yeah. Um, that was another song on my second attempt that, uh, that kind of spoke out to me too, because I didn't know what the song was about until I started doing therapy. And when I went back and listened to the lyrics and realized that first it's him talking about feeling suicidal, it's like, okay, I can hundred percent relate to that. Right. And then it's, uh, I, I, for the life of me, cannot remember the the woman who was singing on that song, but she plays the role of the therapist. And mm. it blew my mind because it was a song about a guy getting help and a therapist telling him that it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. And again, music is like, you know, obvi the obvious theme here. And it's mm. just so cool to be able to have music like that to reach to, to people like you or I and let you know that we're not alone in this yeah no absolutely I feel very much kindred spirits with the idea that like music has gotten me through and but also allowed me to sit in and like really feel the the toughest parts of my life and I think it's sort of like having a really good friend <laughs> like there are different um ways that people can respond that feel different and sometimes you need to be told like hey everything's gonna be okay and you've got this and you know all of the encouraging things that a friend might tell you but sometimes it's just like having somebody to listen and like look you in the eyes and like feel what you're feeling alongside you and um not take you out of it but just like sort of sit in it with you so I definitely I feel like music is a lot more powerful than people think for sure. Yeah. And you know, there, there was also something that you said there that I felt uh, another one that needed to be highlighted was uh, um, people that just listen. Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't need the advice. You know, sometimes we don't need the affirmations and the encouraging things that you can say to somebody. Sometimes you just need to be the person for them to, to uh, cry on your shoulder, to just listen yeah. to what they're going through and comfort them. And I feel there's that misconception of, you know, a lot of people don't know what exactly it means to be there for people. And just listening is one of the biggest things you can do because you never know how much you can help that person by not saying a word. Yeah, no, of course. I feel like some of the the most powerful interactions I've had with friends are when they sort of let go of trying to save me from whatever it is I'm feeling and just like, I mean, it's, it's just like what I said before about what I'm trying to be to myself, which is just like a safe space and like a, a patient person. I think patience within yourself and within your relationships is like the hugest 
part of like, I don't know, any sort of good relationship, I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, it's always, always important to, uh, to let others know how you're feeling or just let others know that you just need to get something off your chest and not necessarily looking for advice or anything else. And, Mm. you know, with this podcast or with the, the mental health group on Facebook that I have, um, I always tell people, Mike, don't ever feel pressured to share your story. Don't ever feel pressured to talk about the things that that you don't want to talk about because I feel uh, a lot of these uh, pages that you know encourage mental health, which you know it's great that those pages exist, but I feel sometimes they push for interaction and they don't realize that sometimes those people just need to see what you're sharing of yourself to maybe either relate or just to react to and not say a word. Yeah. And I definitely feel like that needs to be highlighted a lot more in the mental health community of, you know, it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. And if you relate to something, you don't have to, uh, I guess, be outspoken about it. Essentially, you can just, you know, privately message somebody or, or just, you know, be a bystander. There's nothing wrong with being a bystander. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's okay to not know how to articulate it or exactly what it is that you're feeling or why you're feeling that way for sure. So, so far I've heard the Lincoln Park cover of Numb and the Fleetwood Fleetwood Mac cover of Landslide. Are there any other projects that you currently have your eye on? Yeah. I mean, I've got this, this punk one on the way, which I think is sort of dipping back into like early two thousands sort of energy. Um, just the, I'm definitely, I'm really excited about it. I feel like there's a lot of, um, I don't know, you know, I've written the stuff that I thought I should write a million times. I've written the stuff that I needed to write a lot of times also. And now I'm sort of like, somewhere else which just feels like making music that I would listen to and that feels joyful for me to make again in both lanes of like joyful because it's happy but also joyful in the moments that aren't as happy like I've got I've got a track called anxiety that feels um I'm really excited about that one and it just I made sure for that one too. I like, it was really important to me that the song sort of sounded like really anxious and like sort of not right. Like I didn't want it to sit quite right because anxiety has never sit quite right. Or like, you know, it's, it's always been messy and sounds a little weird and wrong. And um, yeah, so there are definitely moments like that when I'm like feeling excited about having some, more creative expression through the production whether it's taking it to that anxious spot or the you know upbeat encouraging spot like I'm really stoked about it for sure I'm really excited for that uh, anxiety one now Um, (laughs) (laughs) for sure it's it'll be cool yeah and and, you know it's it's funny when you go back and you listen to uh you know like some of those 2000s music like uh some 41 or blink 182 and again listening to those lyrics I'm like oh it's it's not just a catchy song like there's something yeah behind it. Um, for sure I think there was a a blink 182 song called uh uh something with kids I, I don't remember the exact name of it but um I think it's like stay for the kids or something like that okay yeah you know which one I'm talking about I think I so um 
but like listening to those lyrics and and hearing like how much emotion there is behind there that just kind of like comes off as just catchy and radio play worthy and all that kind of stuff yeah and you know some 41 another another band who was really heavy on uh catchy radio play but they had meaning behind their songs too so, yeah i think i think that's sort of part of the like early 2000s spirit of like sort of saying a lot of things you i mean back then it was revolutionary because people weren't really being angsty people weren't really saying things they weren't supposed to say and then it was like the most popular thing in the world to like say the thing that you really weren't supposed to say um so i kind of love that that energy and spirit is coming back of just like being really loud and unapologetic about all of the emotions and the feelings and the angst and just all of it it's yeah it's the most fun to get to work on stuff like that for sure I love it and, and you know I always love those like little uh subliminal messages within their music of talking about mental health you know again when stuff like that was taboo um, yeah like that song uh, self-esteem by the offspring that's mm. that's he's talking about a narcissist <laughs> and it's just when you go back and listen to it, it's like wow that's what I'm going through right now what the hell totally so, man I, I'm looking forward to to that track that you're gonna put out I'm very excited about that yeah I'll send it your way I'm excited about it too thanks so what is one piece of advice that you can offer to other rising artists uh, that you yourself have learned so far I mean just I think that there there is no right way to do it there there is no deal that you must take or song that you have to sing or message that you need to present to like do it right there is no one path for you it must be whatever feels right and I have certainly made all the mistakes and you know trusted the wrong people and written the songs that you know, weren't meaningful me meaningful to me in that way. Um, and I think just I've continued to be shown that I feel most proud of the music I put out when it feels like true. And I think you you will find people who will support you in that way too. I think it'll take longer for sure. I think it's harder <laughs> and sometimes they're few and far between. Um, but there will be people who see you and support you and um, want to be a part of whatever it is that you're already doing, not because of what you can do for them, but because of who you are and what feels meaningful to you. So yeah, I would say my... My best advice is that there is no right way, so do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's I, I think that's great advice for a lot of people in whatever industry they're in. You know, obviously, while people are hard to trust, there are those people that will be by your side and that will support you. And as long as you stay true to yourself, I mean, I, I guess essentially you'll stay on that path that you're meant to be on. And, you know, sometimes yeah. we make mistakes and we got to give ourselves patience like you said um and we gotta give ourselves those boundaries too and honor those boundaries because 
I feel personally that there are so many people in this world that cannot uh, honor those boundaries that they want to try and put up sometimes. So mm-hmm. whatever profession that you're chasing, um, you know, whether it's the one that you're in or whether it's what I'm trying to do with my own self, we got to honor those boundaries and we got to have patience with ourselves because at the end of the day, we're only human, you know? Yes. Boundaries for the people in the back. We got to put up those boundaries. Love a good boundary. <laughs> <laughs> um so at the end of every podcast uh i like to read a quote from uh you know whatever writer that i happen to come across on on specific topics that i'm talking um about on my current podcast do you have any quotes that you live by um you don't have to share so no pressure yes i do i i pulled one up i um really love the work of Lennon Doyle. She's a fellow podcaster and, you know, mental health advocate, as well as advocating for a lot of other kinds of things. But um, she said, be messy and complicated and afraid and show up anyway. And that feels like very comforting that you don't have to, um, yeah, that you don't have to be fearless and you don't have to be brave. You don't have to be like, it's possible to be afraid and wrong and complicated and all of the emotions. And like, you're still capable of doing a lot of really wonderful things. That's such a powerful message. I I just, wow. You got to send me that one. Uh, I will. I really will. Um, so I have, I have one from an Alger Sachs that I actually thought was a pretty good, um, pretty good quote. And it reads, uh, music can lift us out of depression or move us to tears. It is Mm -hmm. a remedy, a tonic and orange or orange juice for the ear. (laughs) I love that orange juice for the ear. (laughs) I I love that. And then there was another one. Um, that I found from Leonard Bernstein and it says uh, music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable Mm, it's a pretty deep one makes you think makes you think I love that that feels very true I don't know if it's as good as orange juice for the ear but it's it's a close (laughs) I I really love the orange juice for the ear that was a good one (laughs) I love it oh take my video there we go okay um so we've reached the end of our podcast and thank you so very much greatly for coming on to this podcast it has meant the entire world to me and i'm sure the listeners um and for my listeners this will drop on 28th which is tomorrow on tuesday and yeah on tuesday um and uh for everybody who continues to support the podcast please always remember that it is okay to be not okay Be kind to others and always, always, always be gentle with yourselves. Until next time, take care, guys. Thank you. Bye.